Welcome to the third in the series of Coffee Pods, a coffee break length look at some of the challenging questions in the Christian healing ministry. We've called this series The Good, The Bad and The Ugly as we look at some of the difficult and darker questions about healing. So whether you're an espresso, an Americano, a latte or a cappuccino, there is something here for you. So put in your earbuds, grab your coffee mug and let's go. In this uh, third coffee pod uh, series, today we're looking at the question of what is unique about Christian healing. It's been sparked by uh, some questions that have been sent in to us, among which are, uh, would prayer be the only way to experience healing? And the uh, sender puts in brackets, I know it may be an ongoing process, close brackets. And another question centred around, is there a difference between Christian healing and other healing? And both of those are really good questions. Uh, On the first one, is prayer the only way to experience healing? Um, The current Tuesday service series, which you can catch on uh, YouTube, is around uh, the title of um, things that help us on the journey towards healing. And we're looking at things of how we live conscious that we're loved by God, conscious of what God says about us, um, how we keep a worshipping spirit, a grateful heart, a forgiving spirit, how we live in and with simplicity and how we live in and with faith. And that might be helpful to you to look to look at, because the, it's a great question. Is prayer the only way to experience release? Well, certainly the Bible shows us that prayer, which is connection and communication with and from God, is one of the ways that the reality of heaven touches the earth and hence touches our lives. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, we're encouraged to pray at all times. In fact, Paul says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and all requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. And of course, what Paul is bringing to us is not a formula, but a relationship. And we might just talk about that later on. But it is clear that we are also encouraged to pray for others, for their good and for their healing. So in the Old Testament, Abraham prays for Abimelech and his wives. Elijah and Elisha both end up praying for children who've died that they might come back to life again. And in the New Testament, there are other stories of people who are ministered to through healing prayer, if you like. But Jesus also ministers to numerous people in the Gospels through what appears to be command and declaration, saying, be healed and and giving the command of life and healing, be cleansed, be made new. And he also gives instruction to some, too, because in the process of receiving healing, We often are part of the journey ourselves. If you could like it, we're more involved than we think we often might be. So things like take up your mat or go and wash in the pool of Siloam, don't sin anymore, 
and, and an, an unusual one, don't go back into the village, are all instructions that Jesus gives as people are receiving healing or are in the process of being healed. So very typically you'd have go and show yourself to the priest and offer the, the what is commanded for your healing. Healing can involve things that we have to do too, um, as both those who are being prayed for and those who are doing the praying. Now, it's not about works, just in case you're worried that I'm taking it away from God's grace. Healing is about God's outrageously extravagant grace in his son, Jesus. But because of the utterly moral nature of the universe, there are things sometimes that I must do before God can do what only God can do. So, for example, um, I have to confess my sins and repent before God's forgiveness can reach me. And, and oh, by the way, I will need to forgive others too in that same process. So, Prayer is not a magic bullet. It's not simply that if you say these words enough times and you say them right, that the outcome is guaranteed. Prayer is much more about being in the flow of God's grace so that the kingdom of God can come and God's will can be done on earth as it is done in heaven. So there's an element where we're having to hear from heaven as well as heaven hearing from us through our prayers. And very often one of the things that we're doing in prayer is we're agreeing with God. Uh, as I said at the Tuesday service recently, it's about when the will of God and the will of man lay alongside one another then the kingdom gets done on earth. It is true that healing can also be part of a process. There can be an increasing recovery. There can be an accelerated improvement. And how many times have you heard a doctor say things like, I didn't expect you to be on your feet just yet, or this has healed up really quickly. And simply maybe because we are tapping into the flow of God's life and God's love. And very often healing is an acceleration in the body's natural processes of recovery. Add to that the issue of timing. It interested me that Jesus may well have passed by the man at the gate beautiful on his way in and out of the temple whilst he was in Jerusalem. If he did, he did not stop to heal the man. Peter and John will do that later. Now, some, and in my humble opinion, have rather simplistically used this to say that Jesus did not heal everybody he saw. And so healing is much more the exception than the norm. But maybe consider this. If Christian healing, healing in Jesus' name, is about God's love and interaction with the individual, then maybe the man himself was not ready at that moment to receive it. Until the Holy Spirit had come, Peter and John were probably not ready to minister it. 
Jerusalem certainly wasn't ready. So perhaps receiving healing and releasing healing have some part to play together. It is something that we as ACORN are constantly looking into so that we can cooperate with God in a better and purer way. I guess one of the other issues is about the life that we live, having a healthy lifestyle, looking after the body and the mind and the spirit, uh, the body being described to Christians as the temple of God that we've been given. It may be a preventative step, but I have noticed that those who have been healed and often of something significant are more mindful of what they take in physically, emotionally and spiritually. They have a keener focus, perhaps, on what has taken place in them in body, mind and spirit. And maybe that's true for those who are still on that journey towards healing. It's just a thought and nothing more. But it did spark this current series on Tuesdays on YouTube of things that help us in the journey of Christian healing, both in terms of finding it, but how about also in terms of keeping it, of keeping ourselves in that place of God's grace. The second part of the question is also um, very valid. Is there any difference between Christian and other healing? Um, I've noticed, and it may be just part of our uh, culture now, but the source of something has become absolutely important to us. We may now be checking to see if the things that we buy are ethically and sustainably sourced. And we certainly are checking to see if there are any harmful ingredients in our food. And we're looking certainly at the fat content as well. Because sincerity is not simply about genuinely meaning well, but it's also about the fact that the belief being acted on is, in fact, true. I can genuinely think that driving on the wrong side of the road will not be harmful to me or anyone else. I can believe that sincerely, but the sincerity of my belief is not matched by the reality that is before me. I know that uh, some people are very concerned about alternative therapies, and there are far too many to go into over just one coffee break. But let me just give you a simple measure to use. Christian healing is about Jesus. In Acts 3, verse 16, Peter declares that the healing of the man at the gate beautiful was, and I quote, by faith in the name of Jesus. This man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can see. And later, in their fairly um, aggressive questioning before their Sanhedrin, which is the Jewish religious court, Peter declares of this event in chapter 4, verse 12. He says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. 
Now, the first word, salvation is found in no one else, is the one that we associate with our sins being forgiven. The second word, no other name given to mankind by which we must be saved, is the word that is used interchangeably in the New Testament for healing and saving. No other name. The body created by the creator needs the creator to restore it. Yes, God does use medicine to help us when the body is unable to heal itself. But he is the ultimate source of healing grace. The other thing is that Jesus gives us God's love and mercy absolutely free because he himself bore the cost. My experience is that some other sources of apparent healing um, may give with one hand, but may take with another. Satan certainly can counterfeit and masquerade, but what he gives carries with it some bitterness of soul and deception, which is designed to draw us away from the heavenly father that Jesus introduces us to. So like Simon the Sorcerer in Acts chapter 8 or Elymas in Acts chapter 13, I think there is a sense in which the, the presentation of it may look one thing, but is there something else behind it that latches itself onto us as well? I'm always concerned when healing agencies, even some supposedly Christian-based ones, ask us to surrender ourselves to their control and put faith in their technique. As a Christian minister who prays for and with people, and have probably have done hundreds in my lifetime, our faith is in Jesus. Do you know, our faith is not even in the, the process of praying, the act of praying. Christianity does not work without Jesus. Salvation doesn't work without Jesus. Healing ultimately doesn't work without Jesus. But he is more than willing to meet us on the journey, even before we get to the right destination. So let's just take a moment to pray. And just before that, if you found these podcasts helpful, you can help others find them by just giving us a like in iTunes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you that today, as we listen and share these moments together, your heart is so full of your outrageously generous grace to us. Father, thank you that as healing comes, it comes Jesus-centred and Jesus-flavoured. Lord, thank you that Jesus draws us into love with the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And so thank you that every good and perfect gift that comes down from heaven draws us closer to you. And so today, Father, in Jesus and in his name, and because of our relationship with Jesus, I ask now that for those of us gathered here, that you would release upon us your healing life in body, mind and spirit, that we might be as Jesus declared, be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Coffee Pods. We hope that it has inspired and stimulated both thought and action. 
You can send any further questions to info at acornchristian.org. And for further information on events, getting involved and supporting ACORN, go to our website at www.acornchristian.org. Thanks ever so much.